Hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Welcome back to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. I have a feeling this one is going to be sit back. (laughs) We're not going to know maybe what hit us, and that's why I needed to talk to this girl. So today we're talking to Amanda Nelson, who here's what I know. I think she lives in Texas, but I also know that she has quite a story to tell. And with that, I am just going to say thank you, Amanda. Welcome. And now I'm so curious to see where it's even going to begin because Tell us something about you, 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 anywhere you want to start. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I kind of love that it's open-ended because you never know, and it can go anywhere. And I love that so much. I will start by saying, yes, I live in Austin, Texas. So you you got that correct. Yay. All right. (laughs) Uh, I am an entrepreneur and I am a multifaceted human being like we all are. So I do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of those things are I'm a travel personality and a travel columnist for a few publications. I am a speaker. I am an author and I'm a full-time content creator. And I just have a lot of fun inspiring the hell out of people and helping them live their best lives. And I do it all in my weird, authentic, crazy way. And somehow people love it. So here we are today to help spread my story to hopefully inspire some other people and have a good time doing it. So thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Wow. Wow. And wow. So I love that you're all of those things and it's things that you happen to do, but yet I don't feel like any of them actually define you, the woman, Mm -hmm. the person. It just happens to be, I happen to be a travel consultant. I happen to be. So let me start with travel because back in my extremely early career, I worked back in the paper days way before the internet. So I worked for a travel agent. One of the coolest jobs, I always wanted to do it. And we did actually travel and see a lot of places. So how long have you been doing that? And how does that get started? Yeah, great question. Travel was something that I really couldn't ever access or afford or have really anything to do with whatsoever, unless you're talking about like a couple hour road trip to see grandma. It was never something that I had growing up. And so as an adult, started to carve out more of what I liked to do. And Mm. over a decade, over, you know, maybe 15 years, I decided, shit, you know what? I really do like travel and I really want to find a way to be able to do it. If I can get paid for it, even better. 
So in 2019, I started to leverage Instagram as a tool to be able to work with hotels and properties and Airbnbs to stay there and then showcase my time there to hopefully bring them bookings. So it could be a win-win for them. The pandemic happened, as we all know, and I got really strategic and said, you know what, am I going to do this? Is there anything of substance here? Can I make a career out of it? So I got pretty serious about just what, what am I doing? Like, how can I do this? Mm. So I wrote down a blank sheet of paper, what I want to do and how I can monetize it and what those steps would look like. So I just started pitching myself to properties in the middle of a freaking pandemic. And everyone looked at me like, you've got to be crazy. But I had my busiest time because these properties were hurting. They need bookings, And mm-hmm. I was willing to go there as safely as possible to help them feel this sense of people are still trying to help during this chaos that nobody knew what was going on. That's kind of how it got started in early pandemic days, which is bizarre. That is bizarre, but good for you. And I can definitely see them welcoming you with open arms. And for you, so many good things started during the pandemic. I mean, DJ Nice Club Quarantine, I would have those dance parties on every day, (laughs) still listen to it. And you really just, you know, brought to light that it wasn't a forever thing. Almost you take a chance, you take a risk because you didn't know. But yet in some places, I don't know if you stayed domestic, probably because you really couldn't Mm -hmm. go international as far as hitting the safer regions. I'm in New York, epicenter. So we shut first before it made its way. So you were still able to have a couple of weeks slash months ahead of the curve. So you start doing that and it was actually, I'm sure, great timing because people are home, they're on social media, you're showing them still, you know, like, hey, when this is over, check this place out. Isn't it glorious? And then from there, does something else show itself in parlay? You're just on a move. Were you working a nine to five at any point prior to, I'm going to do this myself, prior to jumping into entrepreneur? I was. So I had started my own company in 2016 and then entered back into the corporate world in 2018. So I was a large scale event producer. So I was doing events on a 50 to 60,000 person scale here in Texas. The pandemic happened and nobody wanted to be in a convention center with 50 (laughs) to 60,000 people. So that was my signal of "Hmm, what's plan B. And that whole thing was born and it was very divisive. It was very divisive. People either loved it or hated it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just like everything else is nowadays, it was just very politicized unnecessarily, but to each their own. And I had a great time. I had the best time. I was helping these businesses. I was also scratching the itch for myself on getting back to nature. So it really did start Yes, domestically, you were correct when you said that, but really in the state of Texas, I mean, Texas is a big ass state, right? So I had a lot of small towns to cover and I did exactly that. And I regret nothing. It was just the best and really catapulted me into, you know, future endeavors as well. So you're still doing that or are we doing everything side by side? Because you have the same 24 hours in a day. So you need to start talking, lady. Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I know. You're off five businesses. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> so I am doing it in a lesser capacity. I was traveling three to four times a week. Okay. And now I do one really great trip a month. So it's on the back burner. It still satiates the need for me. And then I can 
use my creativity in all the other facets that I'm doing. So that's what's happening now. (laughs) And then thank God for the internet. Thank God for social media. And you're able to set up whatever else you want digitally in your wonderful home or wherever your laptop happens to be. So here we are two years post, I'll say, or later, we're not post anything. I'm an HR director by day, podcast host at night. And I'm very aware of the great resignation. I'm very aware of the awakening of, wow, you don't have to go to the office every day. And more importantly, when you're doing a nine to five grind and it's really that Things became really clear to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and things got realigned. I know for us, we were just like, why do we have all this stuff? What do we possibly need at this point in our lives? My kids are adults. I don't need anything. It's just more crap to clean up later. It's more, let's just be together. Let's go travel. Let's have an experience. What have you found? You know, the same exact thing. I went through this period where I was like, sell everything, sold the couch. We're getting ready to buy an RV. And then we decided not to. And then we didn't have a couch for almost a year because all the shit is backwards. <laughs> so I can happily, happily say that we have couches now. <laughs> That's hysterical. But yeah, I went through this thing. I was like, what the fuck are we doing with our lives? Like, this makes no sense. Why do we have so much clutter? Like, sell everything. And I did. And then I was like, okay, Amanda, like, slow down. So that, and also to speak on their great resignation, yes, it's happening and it still continues to happen, but I want everyone to know who's listening to this, that it is not for everyone and don't just do it because it's the cool thing to do now, because listen, if you genuinely like your job, nobody's telling you to quit just because all of your other friends are quitting or I want people to know that this is a fad. It's a trend. And a lot of people will be successful, but a lot of people will regret leaving benefits and stability and all of that, you know? So So as an entrepreneur in, especially in the beginning of this new year, which I think is, it's really like we had two, 22, 22. We had, you know, Tuesday, February 22nd, isn't that, you know, the once in the light in the 600 year, whatever, when it fell, this year is, I know for me, going to be extremely transformational. I don't know clearly what yet, but I know how it ends is not going to be how it began. Do you have your plans laid out already for 2022 or? Plans are laughable at this point. So (laughs) what I do have are intentions. Ah, okay. And accountability at goals. And that's really the best that I think we can do because anything can change. And if you feel like, you know, something is coming this year, something good is going to happen. And I feel like it's transformative. Like you said, that's the best case scenario, right? Because then you can create that into reality instead of saying, you know, fuck my life. I just feel like something bad's coming, which is part of the reason that I came out with 60 Days Away, which is the the book that I wrote to help people with that exact thing, help them with their goals, help them with accountability, let them know that they can literally do whatever the fuck they want if they're thinking the right thoughts, because mindset for me is huge. That's how I started all these businesses. That's how I became so successful from having nothing and 
if I can help people and share, then that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I'm going to do in 2022. And that's what I'm going to do next year. But some of my goals are to keep this really great momentum with helping people, whether that's through my courses, through the journal. I want to speak on some more stages this year. Love doing that. I get such an energetic buzz from just helping people. So mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. that's what we're looking to do this year. So when you uh, talked about yourself, I think I didn't hear the word author. I'm sorry. Did I miss that part? Because you just said it now. You just said, oh, yeah, I said it. my book. Okay, then I did miss it. So tell me about it. I love the title. So it's 60 Days Away, Becoming Your Higher Self in 60 Days. I launched it last December. It sold out unexpectedly in the first month. And so we just restocked. We have some pre-orders going with different covers and it's a journal, but it's not your average journal. There's guided prompts and daily activations and it gets really serious, but it's also very funny and hysterical and just real life, easy to follow. There's just a lot of good about it that I haven't seen in anything else. And I've done a lot of market research on my own. And it's just, God, it's helping so many freaking people. And it just, the messages that I get on Instagram just in this past week, like I use your journal and you should have warned me because I got my dream car. I got a promotion at work, like all of this. And it's like, yes, it's a great tool, but you're the one that did that. Doing the job. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. You provided the prompts and perhaps the reminder, but everybody has to do the work themselves. That's great. I love that because I have, again, over all my years in a collection of all the different journals I've written in, and I like it when there are some prompts in there. And I have to say, I don't really remember if any that I've written in add humor. It's usually, here's the thought, here's the nugget, let's marinate on this. What do you find? And, and you know, where's your discovery part? But if you can bring on the laugh. Yes. <laughs> There's a space of infinite possibility where you can write down random thoughts, you can doodle, you can write down your workout routine or a reminder. There's sections where it gets more serious, where, you know, I ask you to look forward throughout your day and think of something that can potentially trigger you. Think of it. And then how would your best self handle that situation? So you're sort of almost walking through how you should act instead of acting impulsively on that, which helps a lot of people because a lot of people these days are just oof off the top, hot. So just that way of looking at it is so interesting because we usually are good at writing our own story for why I'll say something can't happen, why our failure is just, it's going to happen. And I'm going to tell you why, all the reasons why, but yet you take that and again, give yourself a little more control, give yourself the power. Empowerment is probably the word I really am looking for to think about it ahead of time so that it is still present as opposed to saying words that perhaps you might <laughs> regret you might regret at some yeah. point. Have you always journaled? How are you on this journey? So I didn't always journal. I started about four years ago when I was not in a great place in my life and it helped me a lot. Since then, did a lot of iterations of different journals that I went through and I liked this from this and I liked this from this. And then I tried just like brain dumping on a blank sheet of paper. I was like, you know what? I do better with questions. So Mm. let's create something that can help a lot of people, especially in this time, because no matter what is going on in this world, 
you can journal. If your life is great, you can journal. If your life is shit, you can journal. You could turn it around, right? So I was thinking, actually, it was my husband's idea because we were kind of brainstorming and we were thinking of ideas for another TikTok series for me. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I've been getting a lot of really good feedback on these affirmations and these mantras that I give people in like a really no bullshit way of saying it because that's not something people are used to seeing. He's like, have you thought about a journal? I mean, that changed your life and you do it all the time. And I was like, eh, I don't think so. It's like, all right, well, just a thought. And then I revisited it a week later and I was like, shit, I think you're onto something because I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> so I have not worked with any life coaches per se, but the way that I stay educated is I read, well, I actually listen to Audible, I listen to a lot of podcasts and through the tangible like journal, I'm such a creative person that it helps me to just stay present. And so that's kind of how it all, all started for me. So you mentioned TikTok and this is where I really start to feel my age. I've been on it a few times and I always say, I think my kids will totally die if I ever go on TikTok, but it's something that is very curious to me. And how did you decide on it? Cause you then, it sounds like you probably from the beginning, like when you first found it, you established yourself. Yeah. So I got on TikTok a couple of years ago and had no idea what I was doing uh, mm -hmm. whatsoever. It was very, very unpopular still as early stages at the beginning. And I started talking about Texas. So I blew up instantly because I had this one thing that I talked about. So the growth has slowed, but I did this weird Texas series. So like, here's what you need to know about. And then some weird town that I visited while I was traveling. Mm -hmm. That was wonderful. So I feel like everybody in the state of Texas knew that existed. So I growth has plateaued. I think I'm at about 500,000 followers. It's still fantastic, but it's just, it's so different now. It's a different world. It's more saturated. I don't just talk about one thing anymore, which is fine because I post to make me happy and to inspire other people. The Texas thing was getting old for me. So I stopped doing it. Right. Cause I'm not going to do right. something that I don't like. So to keep it fresh and real. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of the courses, when did you put them together, start your offering? When did this all happen, Amanda? When people found out that I was getting paid to travel, ah. they knocked down my freaking door asking me how. So I started a get paid to travel course and it was a beginner course. And it's since I have some other offerings, but that's when I started. People literally just started asking me for it. Can you teach us how to get paid to travel? And I'm like, you know what? Maybe. Can I teach everyone? No. Is it for everyone? No. So how do I, and then I, I was laid off from the event planner job. So I had nothing else going on. So I was like, yeah, let's create a course. Let's teach people to do it. My brand mission statement has independence and freedom. So that is through every single thing that I do. I want to help people to number one, know that they can do whatever the fuck they want to do, mm -hmm. have that independence and freedom to be able to do it. And so the travel thing just made sense to teach people, right? Because the single moms that want to show their kids the beach and they never thought mm -hmm. that that was going to be able to happen. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. That's what it's all about. So that's when it started. And then the other courses sort of evolved, the journal evolved and it's kind of all still evolving, which I love. And it's such a beautiful process when you're like, I don't really know what's next, but it's going to be great because it's turning me into who I'm supposed to be. And I'm helping people along the way, which is great, right? When you come from service, you come from service. And more importantly, you are being like kind of just so, I want to say liquid, just so, okay, this is the journal. Huh, never really thought about it uh, under advisement. Wait a minute. 
maybe that is a good idea. And I also find that usually your next, I'll say offering, whatever it is, comes from the thirst of the students because they're going to want more. Like, this is fine, but we know you know how to, you know, or even consistency on making TikTok or whatever. We all have something if we want it. It's not for everybody. It's absolutely not for everybody. But there's so many opportunities out there that people do want. And travel, I mean, you started with a really good one for your reason. And your reason is not unusual because growing up, you didn't travel, you know, slash couldn't or whatever the situation was. Believe me, two vacations as a kid growing up, they were both with my aunt and uncle driving, you know, in a station wagon, either down to Florida or across country. So yeah, I mean, I think I was 19 when I went on a plane for the first time and Mm -hmm. haven't stopped, but still it was something that it it just wasn't there. And now it is the best part of life that an experience that you can really give anyone and share with anyone of any age. Agreed. So with your courses, do you do one-on-ones? Do you do groups? Tell me how this happens with, like, we, when we're going to find you on the internet. Yes. So I do one-on-ones on a case-by-case. I don't do a mm-hmm. lot of them anymore just because I like to protect my time, to be very honest. And most all of my courses are evergreen. So you just get on whatever you want, take it whenever you want. You can pause it. You can come back whatever you want, which is great because everybody's schedule looks different. So what I was doing at the beginning was let's all meet at 7 p.m. And I was like, well, like, and just trying to like navigate different people's schedules is not something that I am interested in doing. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it on and you can come whenever you want to. And so they pretty much just live all on my site, exploringamanda.com. So you guys can check that out. And then what kind of courses are they? All right. So we have the get paid to travel course. We have a beginner's course. Then we have an ultimate course and that's just going to have everything in there. There's nothing in there that I don't use. So you're going to have templates, how to find people to reach out to, what to say, how much you need to be charging. What are your deliverables when you get there? Like everything that you need to know about getting paid to travel. Then we have a higher self mastery course, which if you like journaling, if you want to be the best version of yourself, that one's going to make more sense for you. That goes hand in hand with the journal. And that's, that one's fun. That one's really Mm -hmm. fun. It's like a party. So we talk about a lot of law of attraction. We talk about a lot of the power of mindset and Mm -hmm. what that can do for your life in a really applicable way. That's not super like woo woo or spiritual for a lot of people. Like it's really digestible. So I think that's why a lot of people like it. And also I'm just very real in the way that I present it to people that, you know, you can understand, like, what does it even mean to be your higher self? Let's break that down. Right. Let's just talk about that because I don't want to throw around terms that you're not familiar with because then you're not going to get anything out of it. And this whole thing's about you anyways. And then I do on a case by case basis, I do a form of mindset coaching. I do not want to call it life coaching. It is not, I am not a licensed therapist. I do not want to be. Uh, It's just the tools that I've used. So journaling, mindset, everything that I've used, moving your body to be able to get from where I was in my life to where I am now, uh, tailored to each person. So with the mindset, because it is such an important piece, but usually most people, again, who have, I'll say, evolved and made a, a transformation was we were here, we were low and something happened that, or you just made, you woke up one day and made that decision and said, all right, been here, done it. 
not for me anymore. How am I going to change this? Did you always know or think that there's better out there for me? That's a tough question because I think I did always know that, but my Mm -hmm. actions were not reflective of that. (laughs) Not unusual. That's why I asked that kind of deep, deep. If you were, you know, walking in the dark by yourself real quiet and you asked yourself, like you would know, but you'd have to peel a few layers back to admit to that. Yeah. I think I always knew. I always had really, really, really high hopes deep down. There were a lot mm-hmm. of layers, but yeah, I mean, I, when I was 19, I was on food stamps and welfare and I, and my decisions were not reflective of that inner knowing. Mm-hmm. So I think it was always there, but it just took me a while to find it. So you're there, you've walked in those shoes and it's a pretty good comparison to be, all right, I don't want to remain here. I'm here. Okay. doesn't matter how I got here. You're here. And then how do you start just increasing the energy or changing that behavior, as you said earlier? How does that even begin? Well, I think it's case by case. But if we're generally speaking about mindset, it's what are your beliefs about yourself and your life? I had a lot of limiting beliefs. I didn't Mm -hmm. think that in that scenario of my life that I could ever have anything better. And so I made decisions based on that. So I was working two to three jobs, but I never had any money. I was in so much debt. I was in and out of bars, underage, strip clubs, places that I really should not have been. And I think what happens is when you start to make those small changes, because let me be very clear to anybody listening, this is not something that's going to happen overnight. I was 19. I'm 31, right? So it's going to take some time and it's case by case. But if you are able to change your thinking, if you are able to find one glimmer of hope, find one podcast, find one something, find one good friend, if you are able to change your surroundings, my God. And I don't mean get up and move unless you have the means, but who are the people that you're hanging out with? Who are the people that are giving you advice? What are the things that you're watching? What are you listening to? All of that matters. And it matters probably a lot more than you think it does. So just take an inventory of your surroundings. Like who supports you? Who really, 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 really at the end of the day wants what's best for you? And if there's nobody like that in your circle, then it's time for you to go find a new circle. So what I did was I physically moved. If I would have stayed there, I've seen, I mean, a small town, Pennsylvania, I've seen what happens. Like a lot of my family members are going to either end up on drugs or in jail or living in a trailer for the rest of your life. And I didn't want that for me. Not to say that there's anything wrong with that. That's not my lifestyle that I wanted. Right. Uh, And I want to be very clear that I am not in any way putting that lifestyle down. But for me, that's not my choice. So I had to get out. So I did. (laughs) I moved. I was like, I can't be here anymore. It was not good. And I think for me, the catalyst was I got out of a relationship. The second that relationship ended, it was like, you know, in COVID where you just wake up and you're like, what the hell am I doing? You have to have these events in your life that shake you to your core. And then you realize I got to change. There's a trigger that awakens it. And then all of a sudden, again, maybe a little crack in the window and you see a little glimmer of hope. And I don't know how you left, but you left. I left. I got out of there real quick. (laughs) Yeah. 
That's amazing. And then you're working and working for the nine to five definitely has its advantages because entrepreneurship is not for, as you said earlier, the faint of heart. It's not for everybody. There is a lot of planning. I think there is a lot of discipline. There's a lot of budgeting. There's a lot of everything. And a lot of people never really get to the payoff. Yeah. And you probably will, especially in the beginning, work more hours. And then if you really averaged what you're making, it's less than minimum wage, perhaps, if you yeah. really look at in the beginning, because I think the flip side of how everything is right available to us on social media and it's great, but not everybody is living that lifestyle is creating a, a course that sells is, you know, I had a five or a six or a seven figure day, month, week, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it happens, which is nice to know that it's possible, but there's so much work behind it. Oh yeah. Behind the scenes is crazy. And yeah, it may not even ever break even or be profitable. And I think that's a really good point because my business at the beginning, I started a business in 2016 with $600. So it's all the money that I had. I was just working in malls. I was working retail jobs and Mm -hmm. uh, it was profitable. It was successful, but by profitable, I was probably making like a thousand dollars take home a month. And I lived in Washington DC, which is not cheap. (laughs) I was going to say, so that's 250 a week. Yeah. So I was doing that in conjunction with a restaurant job that I had at the time. Mm -hmm. And my husband, who is a veteran, he was using his BAH to go back to college and get a degree. He wasn't working, but thankfully through utilizing the GI Bill, they paid for our rent because he was in school. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know, I have to take advantage of this And now's the perfect time. And I did it. And I have no regrets because it was fantastic. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I figured it out, right? You have to ask questions, figure it out. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, you can't beat yourself up over it because my God, there are so many other things that you can do in this world. And it's just a stepping stone to like get you to that next level that you would have never even thought or imagined. Yeah. Starting, well, taking the first step, I think trying and knowing that not everything is going to work. Not everything is going to be successful. However, something that doesn't work, AKA failed. Okay. Guess what? Now you've proven that either in that combination, maybe the content didn't work. Maybe you thought you knew your client and you, you didn't, whatever it was, you know, so many things can miss the mark, but at the end of the day, you're still alive. And it proves that you can fail and get back up and make something else of your life. Right. Which is probably the most important lesson of them all is triumph and getting back up and doing something about it. That probably takes the most amount of courage and bravery, quite honestly. It's, you know, whereas people are paralyzed. Well, again, the fear of, well, why would I do that? What if I'm not good at it? And I was listening to my teenage nieces over the weekend and one was saying, well, I really don't want to do that because I've never really done it before and I'm not going to be good at it. I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're probably going to suck in the beginning like everybody does. And then you learn. And if you like it, then you'll you know, practice at it. But you don't have to be good at everything and everything that you try. But trying actually is half the fun. I mean, the amount of shit that I've done, and like I say, I was a travel agent. If I actually wrote down like all the jobs that I've ever had, I'm old, I'm 60, you know, I'm 
I'm older. I worked a long time and I'm still working, but I did a lot of things because I'm like, hey, that sounds like fun. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Oh, I've always wanted to be a nail technician, said me for one week. I'm like, well, this job sucks. (laughs) Next, you know, I mean, you name it. I'm like, yeah, I think that would be cool. Uh, (laughs) No, it won't. Let's keep going. And that's just, you know, how I've gone through life. Like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Let me try it. Oh, you know what? I really didn't like that one. Oh, well. The best people have that attitude. I started working when I was 15 and I did like, I was scooping dog shit, horse shit. I was at a daycare. I was at a KFC. And you know what? Like I was so embarrassed to tell people all of the jobs that I had. And now I'm like, all right, let's go. I'll rattle them off because that's who I am today. You know? Yeah. You know, the whole, well, what I call the Instagram world, everything is styled and wait, wait, you know, look at this beautiful plate of food and look at this great drink. I'm just as guilty. Listen, when I get served a really good old fashioned or something, I'm like, wait, let me take a picture. It's so pretty. It is, but it's not life. It's, you know, did I take a picture of the can of beer that I'm going to drink also? No, I didn't. But, (laughs) you know, it's just so funny how it's just become the perfect slideshow. Yeah. Very curated, very on purpose, highlight reel. And yet they forget that life is just real. I know. I think there's a problem with that though. Well, I know that there's a problem, but speaking on what you just said about, I'm not going to be good at it. Like that mentality. Well, yeah, with that attitude, you're not going to be good at it. You're not. I know. Because you think it's going to be like Instagram. You think when you quit your job and you want to get paid to travel, you're going to have this beautifully curated Instagram feed. And what you don't see is you're going to spend a lot of time pitching yourself on the laptop. And what's glamorous about that? Not a lot. You're just sitting in front of your computer sending emails all day, but you don't see that Mm -hmm. because nobody's been real with you up until this point. Now I'm giving you the realness and you're like, oh, maybe it's not for me. Maybe it's not because it's not for a lot of people. Yeah. So basically you're peeking behind the green curtain and yes, you can pay attention to the wizard. I was going to tell you like it is. I like it. You need that dose of reality. And especially as the younger generation is coming, because this is all they see and this Mm -hmm. is all they know. And Everything we know how to do, we had to learn it. We had to learn how to walk. We had to learn how to talk. We had to learn how to ride that bike. We had to learn how to drive. We had to learn all of it. And at the beginning, not pretty. Nothing usually is, you know, lots of scars to prove that. But again, when you get up and just keep going, just do it. Just do it. Just Nike. Just do it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So tell me again where we're going to find you. The website on Insta, Do you if you're hanging out at Facebook or on TikTok, hit me. So it's exploringamanda.com and on social media is exploringamanda pretty much on every single channel. TikTok, Instagram is kind of where I hang out most, but you can follow me on Facebook or send me an email on my website, grab a journal, hang out, tell me hi, tell me you heard me on this podcast. I love to hear it. I'm going to grab a journal. And the name of the journal again is? 60 Days Away. And you can get it on exploringamanda.com. I am very excited. I love just what I see is the possibilities. It's just so many. And again, if you're strong enough to be like, I'm happy in my job, this is good. Fantastic. Nothing wrong with that at all. But some people, they just have a little itch. Let me start maybe even a side hustle. Or I really want to just, I'm tired of working for the man. I really just want to be on my own. There's never been a better time. You should really, from the standpoint of you, be in a really good, strong place 
mindset, I would think is kind of a pillar, kind of the foundation of you got to know your shit and know your shit, meaning know you before you can be of service to someone else. Yeah. And ask yourself, why are you even doing it? Because if it's not to serve others, you're probably going to fall out of love with it very quickly. (laughs) So mindset is key. A good support system or one person who you can talk to about the strifes of entrepreneurship is key. A good plan is key. So be prepared, right? Have an exit strategy. If this is a side hustle thing that you want to take full time, have the right mindset. Think that you can actually do it and you're going to be a lot further than a hell of a lot of other people who don't think they can. So once you think you can actually do it, you know, close your eyes, visualize yourself doing it, visualize yourself one year down the road. What does that look like? Then you're really going to be ahead of the game, I think. I definitely agree. It never really quite comes according to our vision. Nine times out of 10, it's actually better. Exactly. Sometimes, you know, when the roadblocks come, it's all for a reason, even though we tend not to see it that way in the beginning. I've learned along the way, as opposed to be like, oh man, this really sucks. I can't believe this. And I'm like, huh, where's the lesson? It's like, I'm searching for the rainbow. Where's the lesson? It's here somewhere. I know it's here. That's really good self-awareness. I've had a lot of years of practice, my friend. That's good, good. (laughs) Lots of years of practice, believe me. But it really is. It's, you know, life, what do they say? It happens to you, you, not for you, or vice versa. I never get any quote correct. I'm horrible at this, I realize. I'm like, oh, who said that? Anyway. (laughs) And I have to look it up and put it in. I'll get it right in the show notes. But anyway, it's so true. Again, we don't just give ourselves the grace. We're perfectly imperfect. And that's exactly how we should be. How else are you going to be open to learn a lesson? Exactly. Ooh, that was good. You said it right there. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Anyway, I am very, very excited. I'm definitely going to check out that journal. It's got me very curious because I love to laugh and I love to also learn. Well, thank you. I'm excited for you to get it and see all the magic. Absolutely. So again, I want to thank you for your time. I love this conversation. And hopefully if for anybody that's been thinking about it, listen, it's great. It looks fantastic. It does on Instagram. On t- it all looks great. And house, there are a lot of people out there that are making it work. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think a lot of the times I try to have that balance just quickly before we wrap up here. Yes, it looks curated, right? And that's all on purpose. I make it look however curated I want it to. But when you go to Instagram stories, that's where my personality shines through. And a lot of the time you'll hear funny stories about this perfect picture, how many times it took me to get the shot or, you know, (laughs) bloopers. So I want to say, if you want to, if you want the realness and the authenticity, come to my Instagram stories, because we're going to have some laughs over there. I get really personal and real and vulnerable on there. So come over to my Instagram stories. I love that because that is life, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the good and the great and the happy. And it's all in the pot. Stir it on up. Stirring it up. Let's go. (laughs) Thank you, Amanda. This was great. So I know I've a lot of takeaways. I've got them. And yes, I'm ordering that journal. And I just challenge everyone who's listening to this to go to the website and also treat yourself. 
You guys have just been great. And again, we're on Apple. We're on Spotify. Remember, Spotify is doing five-star ratings now. Let's get there. Yep. Go back to Spotify. And, and if you would leave a rating and review, that would be really appreciative. And comments at the website, joyfoundhere.com. Until next time, thank you and be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.